rise up young man, rise up young lady, you are not alone, no matter what you're going through, it is going to pass, you're gonna come out the other side, keep shining. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of You Are Not Alone podcast by Mamba Inspire Brand. Like the title suggests, the purpose of this podcast is to help people out there who are going through unimaginable struggles know that they are not alone and believe that they will come out on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us today, Marwan Madi, my boy Marwan. Thank you so much for giving us your time. I know I know it's Sunday and you have a very busy day. But thank you for coming to the studio, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. Come of course, years. of course. St- let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm um, currently a senior at UT, electrical and computer engineering, mm-hmm. with a focus on renewable energy and software. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Where did you, you grow up in in uh, Sugarland, right? In yeah, Houston. I grew up in Sugarland, suburb of Houston. Okay, so. but you were bo- you you were born here, but your parents came here uh, earlier, right? Yes. Where are they from? So my my family is originally Palestinian. Okay. Um. So my mom grew up in Kuwait, and my dad grew up in Syria, and uh, they both had like refugee status. They weren't like citizens or anything. Okay. And then uh, my dad moved to the U.S. Uh, after he finished college in Syria, and then he did more college in the U.S. And then when he got married to my mom, he brought her here as well. Okay, why they moved here? You remember? Or you... Why wouldn't you want to move? It's the best place, opportunity, land yeah, of opportunity. It's, it's crazy. The the first citizenship that my dad or my grandpa ever had was mm-hmm. the United States citizenship, even though they lived the majority of their lives like in the Middle East. Wow, that's amazing. So at home growing up. Uh, was education an expectation for you or a privilege? Uh, it was definitely both, um, but very much so, I'd say, an expectation. Okay. My grandpa on my dad's side was a professor. My family, thank God, was pretty well educated, so they expected me to do very well in school and uh, maintain that. Amazing. What were some challenges you faced growing up in school or even at home? Um, I was pretty sheltered, honestly, mm-hmm. which is, I look back and I'm very grateful for it because I didn't have a lot of the same challenges that a lot of other people would have in my situation. Mm-hmm. And I was also like lucky enough to have grown up in the school district that I went to school in and I grew up in. We like won an award for the most diverse school district in the U.S. Wow. So uh, That's Sugarland High yeah, School. Yeah, Sugarland. It was uh, yeah, Austin High School, Fort Bend ISD. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I always tell people, like, as far as, like, racism and stuff like that goes, I honestly never experienced it truly mm-hmm. until I came to UT. Wow. And then over here is when I really start seeing people with different perspectives and um, who are less exposed to other cultures. You have any examples? Uh, <laughs> 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 it just comes as it goes, but... You came to UT uh, about three years ago, right? Yeah. You started here as electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. How hard was it for you to adapt? I know coming in from Sugarland and so yeah. you, you had friends and stuff like that, but you came to UT, 50,000 students. How hard was for you to adapt, find your group of friends? Yeah, so uh, I had the random roommate, Butch, uh, in the dormitory. Mm-hmm. And that whole just living on my own, 
And then with a roommate, it was like a completely different struggle for me. I was really bad at doing laundry and <laughs> just uh, like getting my stuff together and just being organized. But I ended up figuring it out for the most part. <laughs> of course. You come in, I mean, you learn. You learn things as you yeah. go and you grow, right? So... I remember the first time we met was at Leadership, right? Yeah. We had a great group of passionate people who really just was living entrepreneurship. They were thinking everything entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. Like, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? So for me, for most of my life, I had always assumed that everyone in the U.S. was like an entrepreneur oh. because my dad was an entrepreneur and he's like never worked for a company before. He's always like done his own thing. So I just assumed that everyone else's parents did the same. Mm-hmm. So, for, I mean, it's just like innovating, creating your own businesses, like organizing your own things, stuff like that. Um, it's definitely something that like I'm passionate about. Do you remember your first entrepreneurship uh, thing that you ever did? I remember you talked about uh, building up your car. You got this car and you decided to renovate it and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> but what was the first one? Do you remember what was the first one? Uh, let's see. The very first one. I'm not sure. I, it's just because I never really viewed things. It's like, like it's that. just life. Yeah, it's life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So one thing about leadership, uh, we 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 learn so many great things, and we always tell people you need to go to know what happened, yeah, right? Exactly. But at the end, uh, at the end, we had to promise that we were gonna go out there. When once we come back to school, we're gonna start acting on our ideas, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so. What 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 was how hard was was it to get that motivation to to keep acting on that idea once you got back to college? Yeah, that's a great question. Definitely, as far as since as far as leadership goes, they did an amazing job, like as you know, mm-hmm. of putting that motivation in place. And of the many, we came up with like probably a thousand ideas. Yeah, I got leadership. Like everybody, just like coming up with a bunch of ideas. And one idea that sticked, as you know, is like TEDx UT Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seven of the eight founders, I think, I could be wrong about that number, but I think it was seven out of the eight of us who founded UT Austin were met at leadership, and that's when Michael Liu first brought up the idea about wow. let's do a TEDx at UT. Wow. And then, uh, so TEDx is one of the, for people who don't know, everybody knows TEDx, yeah. right? But you guys, you, your group of guys brought TEDx here at UT, one of the most revered speaking platforms uh, around the nation. How was that experience? How hard was it to bring that to UT? Yeah, so uh, we didn't bring TEDx itself to UT because there were other TEDx talks, mm-hmm. but we brought TEDx UT Austin. So they had different like TED series, like TEDx Speedway Plaza and stuff like that. And the problem was that they would never allow a TEDx UT Austin to exist because of UT's really strict co-branding laws. Wow. So it was a struggle, a very big struggle, to just talk to as many people as we can and get to the right people in order to, like, talk to someone high up, high up enough at UT through all the bureaucracy in order to allow us to do it. And uh, it ended up happening. Luca was one of the people. Luca was also at leadership who mm-hmm. put in a lot of effort for that. And he was probably the one who was um, the head curator in terms of leading the effort of getting TEDx UT Austin to exist in the first place. Wow. So everybody know that UT has a lot of money. Yeah. And you guys really <laughs> figured out a way to get that money. How hard was it to ask UT for money to fund this? Because it's like 19 years old, 20 year old st- group of students who want to 
do something big. Yeah. And many, many older people would say, I, I don't think they know. But you guys had a plan. You guys brought a plan and you pitched it to them and you made them give up the money. How hard was that? <laughs> yeah, so like you're saying, they have a lot of money here at UT. And I think that's why when we came up to them with the plan, when we finally were able to convince the right person mm-hmm. to allow us to do this, they actually gave us, for the first year's event, they gave us the $10,000 necessary like to run operate the event. So they pretty much funded it. I think it was the University of Communications. And uh, they did that, I think, because they wanted to control it. So they ended up having all creative control over uh, anything that we really came up with. So, like, we came up with, like, the shirt design and the theme and all of that stuff. But everything we did had to be approved by their designers. So we would meet with their designers and uh, talk about it and stuff like that. Wow. So from there, I remember you started also another company, right, mm-hmm. uh, concerning drones. You started with your same group of friends, Luca and uh, Michael. Yeah. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, so back in high school, senior year, our physics professor, me, Luca, and Michael, all went to the same high school. Our physics professor told us that there was this competition called the Real World Design Challenge. Mm-hmm. And it was this competition where, like an aerospace competition, where you're tasked with developing a drone and designing it for agricultural purposes. So we were like, okay, let's compete in this competition. We ended up writing like an 80-page design notebook, like detailing wow. exactly the details of how to build this drone from scratch. Um, Wait, that was five years ago. Yeah. Drones weren't even out there That's yet. why it was, a str- like, it, was <laughs> it was cutting edge at the time, yeah. which was really cool to work on. And we spent... It was senior year, so we had more free time, and we spent pretty much all our free time. Wait, don't just say senior year. That's senior year in high school. Yeah, senior year <laughs> in high school, yeah. Yeah. So it was like we spent all our free time working on it, and we ended up actually winning, they called it the Governor's Cup, like the statewide competition. Wow. And then uh, we raised money and then flew to D.C. to compete nationally, and we ended up winning the Innovation Award in D.C. And so then uh, from there, whenever we got to UT, I was talking to Michael, and he was like, hey, like, we should continue doing this. And I was like, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't want to have all that work we did go to waste. And so then we ended up uh, talking to a few different people and contacting this guy named Marcus Hogue. He's the uh, the facilities water irrigation director guy at UT. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked to him, met up with him, talked to him about the idea, and apparently he's been trying to do, like, drone surveillance stuff for for a while mm-hmm. like at ut but he just never like had the funding or anything like that because he's not a student so it's harder for me to get funding yeah so then um i applied for a grant it was like a ten and a half thousand dollar grant to do this water conservation research using the same drone technology for agriculture applied at ut and uh that research has been going on with him so then after that research has been going on for like a semester or two then um we got contacted by our old coach from the real world design challenge. Wow. And he was like, hey, I think I'm ready to start like it making com- this, making a company out of yeah. this around the same idea from that world, real world design challenge. And uh, I remember it was like New Year's Eve of like 20, 2018, 2017. You were excited, yeah. man. So I remember, I know later uh, you said, I don't know what, what happened exactly, but I'm guessing uh, Luca and uh, Michael didn't do it stop doing yeah, it right they dropped out of it, so yeah. you decided to 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 keep hanging in there and uh what was that next level like what did you add to it I, i'm thinking agriculture right was yeah. that it yeah so Luca and michael dropped out of both the research <laughs> at a very early stage and then they dropped out of the startup 
And so the startup, at first we were trying to do, like like I said, like agriculture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we realized, okay, maybe that, that's, that requires a lot of like resources yeah. and stuff like that. Maybe that's not the best idea for now. So we tried to do a, um, a marketing company where we fly banners off of drones. Wow. Because we already had the drone. Yeah. Which is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an idea. Yeah, but yeah, so we ended up, uh, so the Arsh, that's the guy's name that um, reached back out to us, our old coach. He's only a few years older than us. He just graduated from A&M. Um, he ended up running into this guy named uh, Jimmy Ropolo mm-hmm. at the Apple store in Sugarland. Wow. And um, he had like an, an Aggie ring. Believe it or not, these things actually work. <laughs> he, had, he had an Aggie ring on. And so he started talking to him. And he owned, he was the uh, general manager of United Ag Co-op, like a big farming cooperative. Yeah. And then Arch told him about like our, our ideas and stuff like that. And he said, oh, I'd love for you guys to come down to the farm. So the reason that he was at that Apple store, mm-hmm. Jimmy, was because uh, like the uh, the United Ag they, mm-hmm. they function in El Campo, okay, and uh, which is southwest of Sugarland, like forty five minute drive like from Sugarland, and believe it or not, the closest Apple store to El Campo is in Sugarland. Wow, <laughs> bro, this is what they say. Like when you when you have an idea. The hardest step is to take that first step. The hardest step is always that first step. Because yeah. after you take that first step, things start lining up. As long as you keep working toward things, you start noticing coincidences and things that exactly. make it easy. That's amazing. So today you you said that you sold that company, right? No. Uh, no. So I'm going to be selling my equity in the company to okay. my business partners. Okay. And that's just... Uh, They've been doing pretty well lately. Like, we've been doing pretty well lately. Mm-hmm. And um, it's starting to raise questions by investors, stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I own this equity. I'm not going to say how much. <laughs> and, uh, you I'm, sure? And I'm, and I'm not able to... Um, I mean, you can do the math. But <laughs> and I'm not A able, lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> That's the math. Yeah, I'm not able to contribute as much as anyone else who's involved with the company right now, mm-hmm. which everyone else who's involved has already graduated. Okay. And is doing it more or less full-time. So, um... So I, I talked, I had a long conversation about it with Arsh, and it really came down to, like, me dropping out of school and working on it, or um, me, like, finishing up school and, like, selling my equity. And uh, I talked to a lot of people about it, and I felt like that was the best decision. That is so, crazy, yeah. bro. From the beginning when we met, I remember earlier we were talking about this idea that you had about building this machine. Actually, we were thinking about working on that, building this machine where the mind is directly connected yeah, to the machine yeah. and you use your <laughs> brain waves. Bro, where does these ideas come from? It's like you come to UT, but you're already thinking about these big ideas that people in boardrooms think about. How do you keep up? Oh no! I think the environment <laughs> at UT. What, do you remember orientation? Yeah. What do they call it? The uh, what starts here changes the world. Yeah, what starts here changes the world. And they had like the Longhorn mindset. Like, yeah, that was like a whole thing. Um, Longhorn state of mind. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. They like printed it on all the bags and everything, and it's real. Like over here at UT, everybody is just gunning for innovation, and there's so many resources around you. Like just in college, I've been able to draw money from so many different places, like alumni networks. Um, different companies sponsoring things like money from the university itself in form of grants um and like student government like gives out money like um, senate gives out money like there's money everywhere there's so much money that is untapped <laughs> that nobody knows about going into ut and thank thankfully i was lucky enough to have a lot know a lot of people here already and they helped me 
access those resources. And so it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because what you see right now, that mentality of there's money everywhere, not everybody see it that way. Mm. So many of us come to UT here and many of us, there are so many students here at UT who are so caught on how to just be a better student, great mm. student, which is okay. But there are people like you who go, okay, maybe I build my company right now <laughs> and sell it and make money, right? <laughs> like that's an extra step of motivation. It's extra step of thinking outside the box. Because if we think about it, you are 20. People like you are 19, 20, 21, right? We just still young right we still need to figure out what's our life look like right but it's like some of us just decide i don't care what's 10 years from now i'm care about what i'm gonna do right now and i'm gonna take my steps right now where do you get that motivation what makes you wake up every day and say okay i need to keep doing this i, I just do what i want to do i think <laughs> it's it gets scary at times because every once in a while like every few months i'll like sit down and look and like think about my life and i'm like wow i am <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do when i graduate like it could be a million different things that i could be doing and like i'm not worried about getting a job or anything like that like thankfully like ut is an amazing school this degree is really good getting a job isn't very hard um if you put in the effort for it but uh i don't want to just be working for a company <laughs> like, that's uh, that's my biggest fear is working because i've done like four internships now and my biggest fear is working for a company just like I did during my internships and then becoming comfortable and then just end up like honestly ending up like most people like just yeah getting my paycheck like living my life just comfortably without I don't know let's talk about that a little bit comfortable because yeah. so many people misunderstand that word because if we think about it everybody have their own struggle right for some reason there are people everybody have different struggles but it's still struggle right mm -hmm. but sometimes we strive to be better self and then we get to a point where we kind of get satisfied and we yes. decide it's not worth keep going it's not worth keep growing because it's good to be here right exactly. like how how hard is it to tell yourself yes i like where i'm at but there is so much more room yeah. for me to grow it's a challenge that's that's the thing that most people deal with and like nothing against people who are comfortable and like being comfortable like yeah everyone has like the right to do whatever they want and a lot of people want to just reach that level and stay there but something that someone told me nick you know nick Salome, right? yeah yeah i know nick. something that nick told me that someone told him that really inf impacted me was that the older you get and like the further on you are in your career especially past college the easier it is to actually move your way up because everyone around you just becomes comfortable. So it really just becomes a matter of showing up and putting in just that little extra effort and you'll very easily like stand out from the crowd and move your way up. Just stumble and fall. Yeah. Maybe you'll catch something and get up, <laughs> right? That's amazing because so many of us, like, we are we are all the same age, right? People at UT, usually we are between 20, 19 to 28, right? 19 to 30, let's say, right? But sometimes you took two students and they live so different lives, right? It's crazy how some of us, it's like we get, we, we come here to UT and we see that sentence, what starts here changes the world. Mm -hmm. And we believe that, like we really believe that and we start taking steps to just do that, right? Yeah. So... 
one last question before before we we part ways here so you talked about in the beginning you talked about coming here to UT adapt adapting and uh, you talked about facing some issues right there yeah. are let's not lie about this yes there are some racial issues yeah, of course you need to we know who we are right we know how to act we know how to deal with people but there are some things that are unfortunate that comes our ways and we learn how to handle it mm-hmm. so thinking about that younger person in sugarland or anywhere right now who want to get in this space in the near future come to college right what kind of advice do you have for that person that young person yeah i would say just be open minded um don't take things very personally in terms of like discrimination and stuff like that like ignorance is real a lot of people just don't have the same life experiences and they just won't understand where you're coming from and then also just keep an eye out for opportunities ask around talk to a bunch of different people there are like especially at a place like ut the opportunities are limitless i don't know like between like doing research and like like getting grants and like like fraternities and other social organizations and there are a million different paths you can go down a million different things you could be passionate about and work your way up in and like even start if you're not happy with or if you want to do something that doesn't already exist you can start anything pretty much just keep your options open and do what you're really passionate about because this is one of the very few times in your life where you will actually have the opportunity to do what you really want to do without having to pay for it <laughs> and then uh make that impact Wow. That's great advice, bro. So, last segment here. So, there's this new thing that we started called the Mamba mentality, right? About giving an example how you use the Mamba mentality, right? Yeah. I can start if you want. So, for example, for first of all, the Mamba mentality is the that motivation mentality, the idea of that you mm-hmm. can't do anything no yeah. matter what it is, exactly. right? So, I give you an example. So, I remember I used the Mamba mentality about 4 years ago in my bed at 12 a.m. at night after like so many homeworks where I thought about being a motivational speaker uh-huh. that next day I went to speak to one of my professors right who actually gave me an opportunity to speak in his class 400 people wow. it was the first time I ever spoke in front of people i remember taking that mic and started speaking i forgot half of my speech my br- my brain freeze froze that day <laughs> <laughs> so but i decided to keep going I use that mamba mentality to keep going and today this is the reason why mamba inspire exists today. When did you use the mamba mentality? I would say the first thing that came to my mind was uh <laughs> I joined a fraternity like a year ago now. Okay. And uh I went through the pledge and everything like that and then right after I finished pledge like two weeks later they had elections and I was looking at the different positions and uh I decided I want to be the president of the fraternity. Mhm. And It's almost unheard. <laughs> It's almost unheard of for yeah. like someone to go from just finishing pledgeship mm-hmm. like and then to directly becoming the president right after like it's super rare and I said I'm going to try it anyways and I ran for it I ended up getting unanimously elected and um now I'm still the president of the fraternity for wow. another couple of months that's, that's the member month yeah that was <laughs> very much a challenge but Yes sir. So there you have it people. Thank you so much for tuning into the Mamba Inspire You Are Not Alone podcast. We have another great story next episode. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Twitter and Instagram for updates. Look up Mamba Inspire.